Santos. To get up and get going, South Coast, it's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang, it's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in. We are going to go back to the phones in just a moment. Uh, but we did we did get an app chat message with somebody asking about the wind turbine in Clark's Cove, you know, asking how much um, energy it's going to generate being so small. Uh, and just in case you missed my app chat response, uh, you might have missed part of the, the program earlier. And there's an article at WBSM.com and on the app that explains it all a little bit more in depth. But this is not a windmill that is actually a wind turbine that's actually out there to collect electricity. In fact, this is not connected in any way to connect to collect electricity. It's actually going to be just churning water. Uh, but this is designed to, this is a test, basically a test unit to see how the wind and the waves um, react to the floating turbine design. So this is just a research project. This is just a data collection. This is not an actual turbine that would be out there collecting water. This is one sixteenth of the size of what would actually be built if it was going to be put out there uh, in the ocean. So this is just a scale model to try and collect some of that data. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, Tim. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing all right. Um, good. Uh, I'm not a scientist or anything like that. So anyway, um, but I've been listening to it. I'm, not, I'm an optimist. I think that that might help. I mean, it's not using anybody's um, electricity, right? And uh, now people live near, might not have anything to do with it, but near uh, airports, they complain about that because of the sound. Mm-hmm. The train stations, they complain about that because of the sound. Now, it's not going to stay, you know, what, like stag- what do they say, stagnant? Like in one spot, it's going to be moving around. In the ocean, right? Well, yeah. If they if they build wind farms using these types of turbines, they would still be anchored, but they would have the ability to move um, with the current and with the wind direction. Now, that also means that if that area proves to be an issue or if there seems to be like there's going to be some long-term problems with it, they could actually pull up those anchors and just move them to somewhere else, too. Yeah. It's not... Well, I guess it's a big deal for a lot of people that live down there, but... Just move your chair over to the other side of the house. Well, no, what, what's, <laughs> what's down there is not going to be, yeah. they're not going to be built in Clark's Cove. This is this is just oh. where, they're, where they're running the test. This, this would be something that would be out in the deep water. Oh, okay. Well, I thought, well, well yesterday it was like it was going to be standing right there. You know what I mean? Yeah, there was, but, there was um, some confusion yesterday as to yeah. what this project was actually all about because they didn't really release any information. No, they didn't, no. But that's good. I'm glad that they uh, get that all... It's not really, I don't live on, right on the water. I have before, but I mean, not, not really a big deal. But I guess a lot of people think it is. But anyway, something to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of people are certainly uh, have a lot to say about it. So we'll, we'll keep the conversation going. <laughs> All righty. You have a good day. You as well. Take care. And you too. Bye. A reminder, too, if you do want more information, there is a neighborhood meeting that will be happening Uh 6 p.m. Thursday 
at the wastewater treatment plant. So if you go there at 6 p.m. on Thursday, uh, from my understanding, there'll be representatives of T Omega Wind. Uh, I believe that the Port Authority will be there. I'm going to guess that Representative Cabral and Representative Markey will be there because they were both um, actively involved in trying to find out more information about this, according to T Omega Wind. They had spoken to both of them and that this meeting actually happened at the request of, of Representative Cabral. So this this will be happening 6 p.m. Thursday. So if you are down in that area and you want to have more answers to your questions, 6 p.m. Thursday at the wastewater treatment facility, they will have that meeting with more information. But you can read you can read the um, story at WBSM.com and on the app to get as much as, you know, as, as we know and to get an idea of how these things work based on a couple of videos that I put in there. And someone also just sent me a photo of the model turbine that's out there now. And uh, I'll probably update the story after the show is over and utilize that photo to give you a better representation of what's out there as opposed to just the the drawing that was used, the, the computer model that was used in the photo. I just, I had asked for them to send me some photos once it was out there and uh, they didn't get them over to me. I'm just going to assume that they had more pressing things to deal with than, you know, sending sending the, the radio station a, a photo. But uh, thanks to uh, the person that sent it in, and I will put it in there, and I uh, will uh, give you credit for the photo. So there's also, we can talk more about that for sure. Absolutely, 508-996-0500. There was also some app chat questions that came in. Uh, first of all, going back to the 666 license plate, which if you hadn't seen that story, uh, you can see the photo and the story at WBSM.com and on the app. The Conjuring House in Rhode Island had a fire in the barn early yesterday morning, uh, just after midnight yesterday, actually. And the fire truck that showed up to put out that fire, the ladder truck, the license plate on it was 666. And considering the stories associated with that house based on the movie, which are not true, there was no witch that lived in the house. There was nobody that sacrificed their child to the devil by you know, killing it with a knitting needle. None of that is true. Bathsheba Sherman was a real person, but there is no proof that she was a witch or even that she ever went to that farmhouse. But the just the connection there is uh, is interesting enough that when a 666 license plate shows up, you got to just scratch your head and say, huh, of all the license plates that they could have had. Uh, but uh, Sue in Dartmouth says, good morning, Tim. The license plate 666 is actually issued in Massachusetts. I've seen it in the general area quite a few times. Yeah. So, I mean, somebody here has it. This was obviously a Rhode Island plate because it's a Rhode Island fire department. But um, that might be a smart one. You know, to th there's certain ones that you might want to give out to government vehicles or emergency vehicles or something just to avoid the people that are going to request them. 666, 420, you know, things like that. Um, or I don't know, maybe people pay a premium to get that. You auction it off like they do with some of the low number plates. Uh, also, there was a question, uh, wondering if the teenager that was carrying at the Seaport Inn, was he an immigrant? Uh, from all the reports that we were given, he was actually a New Bedford resident. So he was at the Seaport Inn, but he was not... From from what uh, what I can gather from the information we were given, not somebody who was staying at the Seaport Inn. So they were there to respond to a call of a break in, uh, but uh, apparently this was unrelated to that. This this young man with the gun uh, was un unrelated to that. 
but uh, they, they did describe him. They won't give his information, obviously, because he's a juvenile, but they did say that he is a New Bedford resident. Now, the question, too, I saw this come up in some of the comments online. They were asking why they don't release his information. They don't ever release the information of juveniles. Unless that juvenile is charged with a, a capital crime, you're not going to get the information. You're not going to get the name of the person. So almost every juvenile arrest, we don't get their name. And that's just standard practice. This, this person was turned over to the Department of Youth Services anyway. So it's not even like he's being tried as an adult. So we, this is standard fare. This is not anybody covering up anything or, or omitting information. This is standard. So don't, don't try to read into it more than, than what is there. And then also the question comes in from Polly in New Bedford. Any news on last night's city council meeting? Well, I saw a video. Uh, New Bedford Live has a video posted. And in the video, when the vote is taken to go into executive session, which they did, the councilors voted unanimously to go into executive session to talk about these safety issues. And when they made that vote, the crowd became um, vocal, we'll say. And uh, they were asked to, you know, be called to order and, and it kept on going. The police eventually had everybody leave the chambers, but it wasn't that they had them leave the chambers because they were being unruly. They had them leave the chambers because they were going into executive session. And they had them leave City Hall because they were going into executive session. Now, the protesters, the people who were against this executive session, who wanted this aired out in 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 the open, they were standing outside the door. Uh, Carlos Felix was, was standing right by the door, and, and he was discussing with the police officer, you know, whether or not they actually had to leave the building because they went into executive session. The police officer was saying, yes, they do. Uh, Scott Carolla poked his head out from the room. Uh, he is, I believe his official title now is assistant deputy chief. So he... he came outside and uh, came out into the hallway rather or poked his head into the hallway and um, and reaffirmed that they did have to leave the building. So the people who were protesting this did leave the building and, and stayed outside and continued protesting while the executive session meeting was happening in the council chamber. So they were outside with bullhorns and signs and letting their feelings be known. Um, but it was, I mean... I don't think they needed to to have the display that they had while being asked to and then in the process of leaving the chambers. I understand the frustration, but I think there needed to be a little bit more decorum there. And certainly when they're out on the street, out on the sidewalk, they have every right to continue their protest, although I don't know how much it was heard by the people inside, but certainly the people on the outside could hear it and um, could help them take up their cause. But I understand. I mean, I, I get it. Listen, I know why you want to have 
discussions happen in the open, especially when you are the people that are probably the subject of this discussion. I'm sure that in that discussion, they talked about Gilly, they talked about Carlos, they talked about other people who have been disruptive in the council chambers. So yeah, of course, you want to you don't want that conversation to happen behind closed doors. You want them to have that in front of you. But also I understand the council's point of having a talk about security concerns and having an executive session because if they're going to talk about measures that they can take, you don't necessarily want all those measures to be known. Now, we're talking about the New Bedford City Council here. We're not talking about the United States Secret Service. We're not talking about, you know, snipers on the roof and escape rooms and all these other things. Whatever measures they take for public safety in those meetings are going to be pretty obvious. So if they're going to be obvious, why, why not talk about them more openly? But when we have Council President Morad on, on on Friday, we will talk more in depth about it and we will find out more information. That's if she's not already going to join Chris. I don't know if he's reached out to her to come on. And again, I understand what they're saying. I understand the, the protesters' point. But I don't know necessarily... And I'm sure it was more emotion than than anything with, with with Carlos, but I don't know if yelling Nazi at Linda Morad is the best way to. If you're trying to per, portray as there, what what is the safety concern? You should talk about it. We should hear about it. We should talk about it publicly. There's nothing to be concerned about. There's nothing you should need to go into executive session about. And then you yell at her and call her a Nazi. I don't know that that's going to convince her. <laughs> of what what you're trying to say, but again, I get the emotion. I get the I understand why they would want to have that uh, conversation happening publicly. I also understand why the counselors would feel a need to want to address certain things in executive session. I just don't know that they have enough safety procedures that they can put into effect that would require an executive session discussion. But it's their right as a council to do that. It's part of the procedure, and they exercised it. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hello, you're on the air. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, sorry. I didn't hear the click over. Um, I've worked in government for a long time, and I understand the process of executive session. And you kind of surprised me this morning. I have never heard that you've had to leave the building. Me either, you know, honestly. Usually you go out in the hall, that's what they do until it reopens. I mean, you can check with other communities like Fairhaven, Dockman, things like that, you know, what they do. But this is the first time I have ever heard that the people had to leave. I mean, I get the thing about being, uh, you know, people shouldn't be, you know, ruling things like that. But I've never heard people being told to leave the building. That's the part I find astounding that's a that's a new one on me so from the way it seemed to be explained in the video and again i couldn't really hear it all that well um but from the way it seemed to be explained was that because there was not going to be any more public portion of the meeting that the essentially there was no more public meeting happening therefore city hall was closed okay well i i guess that kind of makes a little sense but it, it's i'm still like huh 
you know, you you you're, you got to leave the building, and I'm just uh, like, wow. So, uh, hey, you know, um, that, that makes a little bit more sense. But I have never met, heard about uh, you no know, people being asked to leave the building. Yeah, that's, I've always that's seen a new one on me. Maybe, and maybe it's it's you know, just in my experiences and the meetings I've been at. But any executive session has always been the body gets up and goes into another room while the public stays where they are. Well, sometimes they stay in the same room. I mean, you take like. Using an example, like uh, Fairhaven, they really have no other place to go other than that middle room, you know, on the main floor there. And then, you know, the people are out in that in that center hall because what, if I recall correctly, um, town hall is basically everything is on one floor anyway. So uh, yeah, they they kind of meander out there until they get called back in. But like you said, if the deal is that it's closed afterwards. Um, you know, that, that's the last piece of business. I, I guess that kind of makes sense, but uh, that's still like, wow. All right. Yeah, I think I think that's what they were saying based on what you know what I could hear on the video. But um, it, it, again, does that mean does that mean that that's always the case? Either do they always close it down, or were they just trying to get these particular people out? We're not sure. Well, that's it. Other than that, you have a great day. All right, you as well. Take care. And uh, callers, we will get to more of your calls. Hang on. I promise we will get to all of you, or at least as many of you as we can. Right now, though, I've got to take a quick break. We'll be back in a few moments. And callers, hang on. We will get to you after the news. Uh, as we are talking about issues that are happening with the harbor, with the waterfront, with Clark's Cove, with, uh, you know, with all of that, uh, a reminder that the annual meeting on the New Bedford Harbor Superfund site is coming up on January 17th from 6 to 7.30 p.m. The EPA is hosting this meeting. Uh, so this is the annual meeting about the Superfund site. It is being done virtually on Microsoft Teams. So you don't even have to go somewhere to, to take part. You just have to go on to Teams. If you want to get more information or find out how you can take part, go to epa.gov slash new-bedford-harbor. So epa.gov slash new-bedford-harbor with, with a hyphen between new Bedford and harbor. So epa.gov slash new-bedford-harbor hyphen harbor hopefully that's easy enough for you but that'll be happening on january 17th from 6 to 7 30 p.m all right now let's go into the newsroom and get all the headlines of the day nationally and internationally with ariel dorsey Congress will have to decide if Ukraine will get more U.S. funding in its war with Russia. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says money for Ukraine will soon run out if Congress doesn't do something in the next few weeks. He said lawmakers must decide whether to support the fight for freedom or let Russian President Vladimir Putin prevail. Israel reportedly has a plan to flood Hamas's network of tunnels beneath the Gaza Strip. The move could make them unusable for the Palestinian militant group, but it could also harm the Gaza Strip's water supply. Reports are that Israel has already built a system of large pumps to send seawater in from the Mediterranean and, if it goes forward, could have all the tunnels flooded within weeks. Financial records released by GOP House members show President Biden re received monthly payments from his son's Hunter's business in 2018. Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer said Hunter's firm Owasco PC received payments from Chinese companies and other foreign entities and claimed the payments of nearly $1,400 to Biden show the president participated and benefited from an alleged influence peddling scheme. 
Not only is recently expelled ex-GOP Congressman George Santos now making personalized recordings on Cameo, but Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterman, a Democrat, has recruited him to make a sarcastic video targeting indicted New Jersey Senator Bob Mendez. Referring to him as Bobby, Santos suggests when it comes to the so-called haters, he makes them put up or shut up. A man is facing murder charges after three homeless people were shot to death in the Los Angeles area. The man was already behind bars in connection with the murder that happened during an alleged follow-home robbery in San Dimas last week. The Powerball jackpot keeps growing and no grand prize winner in Monday's drawing. That means Wednesday's drawing will be worth at least $435 million. In sports, the Pacers are moving on to the next round of the NBA in-season tournament after taking down the Celtics 122-112 to at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. Jason Tatum led all scorers with 32 points. Jalen Brown came within one rebound of recording a double-double after scoring 30 points. The Celtics' next game is Friday at TD Garden. Five players were listed as absent on the Patriots' first injury report of this week. Kayshawn Boot, Demario Douglas, Ramondre Stevenson, Sean Wade, and Dietrich Wise Jr. did not participate. New England will visit the Pittsburgh Steelers for Thursday night football. And after coming from behind to beat the Columbus Blue Jackets, Boston is hosting a division rival. The Bruins take on the Buffalo Sabres at TD Garden. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Tuesday begins with plenty of sunshine, but we will see clouds build in through the course of the day. That'll lead us to tonight, where we're expecting a slight chance, a 20% chance of snow showers after midnight. Your low will be near 28, and no accumulation is expected. For Wednesday, we'll likely start off with those clouds and leftover snow showers. Again, no accumulation. Your high should top out near 38, and the sun returns for Thursday. And it stays cold with a high in the upper 30s. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Kelly Bates on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. You know, I saw something on, on social media the other day that made me almost spit out my, my coffee, where somebody took the record cover of Kim Carnes' Betty Davis Eyes, which has a picture of Betty Davis and, and her eyes, of course, and they replaced her eyes with, with Marty Feldman's, and it said Marty Feldman Eyes on it, and I just, I lost it. If you're not familiar with Marty Feldman, he played uh, Igor in, uh, in Young Frankenstein. So a reminder that uh, WBSM is teaming with the United Way of Greater New Bedford to create a mini miracle for a deserving South Coast family. The Lima family of New Bedford needs your help. Mom Celsia cares for her two children, 17-year-old Siliani and 5-year-old Derek. Both of her children are afflicted with rare disorders. We are trying to give this family a mini miracle by helping them take care of some bills and giving the kids some much-deserved gifts. 
Visit the mini miracle page at WBSM.com to learn more about how you can help the Lima family have a very Merry Christmas this year by donating to the United Way's Mini Miracle Program. Mini Miracle on WBSM is made possible by First Citizens Federal Credit Union, Cardi's Furniture, Leach Auto Body, Interbay Cafe and Grill, and Morin and Pepin Incorporated. All right, we got the phone lines lit up, so let's get back to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Gilly Sackfield. Hey, Gilly. How you doing? I just want to clarify something that you said about myself and Carlos being disrupt, disrupted in city chambers. For the past year, I've been going through the city council since Linda Mara has been president. I've never been arrested. I've never got asked to leave the, the chambers because so, I've never caused any, any problems. If I can so, clarify what I said, Gilly, I didn't say that you were disruptive. I said that you were you were probably who they were going to talk about in the executive session. So I understood you wanting to have it happen in front of you. Okay, no, that ain't this down. Okay, so let me let me finish this thing. She called the cops numerous times on me, okay? And the cops came. They never asked me to leave. You know the only thing they asked me to do? They asked me to move a little to my right when I was sitting behind the podium so I won't be on TV. I even said to them, I'm not moving. If I'm doing something wrong, arrest me. Yeah, I don't understand why you would have to. I don't I don't get that. Well, because that's Linda Moore. She's... This is a tyrant, but that's what I'm trying to tell you. This past year, for the whole year, there was no problems when Ian was president. Now, all of a sudden, she becomes president, and she called. It's on record. They called. Even even their lawyer said, I can hold my signs. She, you know what I mean? So that's why I'm upset at her. For the past year, I've never been disruptive in that council. They took the seats out because of me, because I was positioning myself behind the podium and those podiums has been there since the seventies. Okay. Yeah. Now all of a sudden people are afraid to have people behind them. But the main reason is I understand that the people out there think that I've never been arrested, never got asked to leave the chambers. She has called the police and then she dismisses the consuls. Okay. She calls her into the council and they still got to pay. The taxpayers still got to pay the police officers for three hours for being there 15 minutes. So I'm not the one that's at fault here. I've never done anything in the past year. And I will say last night, you, you know, you were, from what I saw in the video on your best behavior, you weren't doing anything. You weren't saying anything. And you left when, when they asked everybody to leave. Never said a word. I stood there. Everybody was yelling and everything. I just stood there. Okay? Gilly, Gilly and, let me ask you a question because you've been there a lot, and I, I saw you on the video making a comment regarding the school committee. Have you ever had to leave the building before when, when they've gone into executive session? Has that ever been requested of you before? No, see what it is. See what it is in the school committee. It's a whole different thing. After, And I'm going to tell you a story, uh, if you've got a minute, about executive sessions. When... They go to executive session in school, in the school, they go to another room mm -hmm. and they tell you, we're going to come back. Okay. After the executive session into session. So people were waiting around. They also say, we're not going to come back, but they still let us stay in the building. You know what I mean? And talk and, 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 and leave when, when we were ready to leave. So there's different ways to approach it. But you know, have, you, when you go have, have you ever been asked to leave City Hall before when they've gone into executive session? 
I've never been there when I went to executive session. Okay. Okay. But see, what people don't understand, when they go into executive session, they talk about somebody. Okay. If the thing is settled, if it's settled within 24 hours after we can ask for those records, the public can ask for those records. If a thing gets settled in that uh, executive session. Well, After 24 hours, and I'm going to give you a perfect example. I, when I was back in the year 2000, when I was having a problem with the school department, one of the, the person that I was having a problem with went to executive session, and his sister was on the school committee. She made a request to have Gilly Sapiola's barred from the schools about me, executive session. Do you know that after 24 hours, I asked for the records and the secretary was Gail. She's been there for 30 years. Dr. Silva was the superintendent. I called her at 10 o'clock in the morning and I said, Gail, can I have the minutes for the executive session where Cindy Barboza said to put papers because I was having a problem with a member of her family, trespassing. She says, Gilly, I can't give you those minutes. It's executive session. I said to her, Gail, ask Dr. Silva. I want the minute. At 2 o'clock, she called me. You know what she said to me? She says, Gilly, come and get him. Dr. Silva says I can give him to you. When I went to pick him up, she says, Gilly, I've been here for 30 years. Nobody's asked for those records. Yeah. Was... I do ask for the records. If it's settled within 24 hours, we got a right for those records. Well, it's good information to know. I got to just hold you there, Gilly, because I got a whole stack of calls. But thank you for the inf thank you for the information. Bye bye. Have a good one. And uh, let's see if we can get as many of these through as we can. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning. Good morning. Um, so what happened last night in front of City Hall? Is that where they had the... Well, um... So they were protesting before the meeting. They were going to be uh, protesting the fact that they would be going into executive session to discuss these safety concerns. Then those folks went into the council chambers, and when the vote was taken to go into executive session, um, there was a reaction from some of those people. And then they cleared the chambers, not because of, of, of their action, uh, of their reaction, but because... You know, they had to clear the chambers for them to go into executive session. And then they asked them to leave the building itself rather than just stand in the hallway outside the, the council chambers. And yeah, but what was it about yesterday, the, the windmills? No, this was about the, the city council having safety concerns uh, regarding some of the things that have been happening in some of these council meetings. Oh, uh, that's like a soap opera in itself. Anyway, um, the windmill meeting or the informational meeting about what's going on right now at Clark's Cove, that'll happen Thursday night at 6 at the wastewater plant. Yeah, I heard you say that. Anyway, um, I was going to um, just mention this to you and ask you a question. I was up on the Cushing Avenue yesterday. I went to go to a place, a restaurant to eat, but it was closed. So it was a nice sunny day, so I walked a little bit further. And I noticed all the stores are all Guatemala, and, and um, I stopped inside one. And uh, not, she couldn't communicate with me, but uh, I was wondering, how do they get to buy the, uh, get in, they don't know how to speak English, but how do they get to buy the, you know, have stores and all that? Because there's probably translators that help them or people at the bank that speak Spanish. 
And another thing is that, you know, that Visa machine, is that free from the company or do they have to buy that? The machines that run the credit cards? Yeah. You usually lease them. Oh, they, I'll tell you, they know more than what I know to open up a business. I don't get it. I really don't know. Well, I, I just mean, don't understand it. I, I don't know why you wouldn't understand it. What, what, what don't you get? Because she can't communicate with me and speak. Uh, I couldn't, we couldn't communicate at all. And, well, um, the majority of her customers down there probably speak Spanish, so she doesn't. She doesn't need to communicate in English with her customers. Oh, brother! It's oh, a, it's a Spanish-speaking neighborhood. The whole avenue is that way now, practically. Yeah, I mean, I go down. I eat in a lot of those restaurants. I I usually have no issue. No, I I'm not saying it's an issue, Tim. But I mean, no, I, I mean, like no, I mean, no issue business. communicating. That's what I mean. I, I would like to open up. Why do you know Spanish? No, but I usually can get, you know, what I'm, what I'm, what I want out of it. Yeah. I got some lights, but I mean, um, I'd like, I'd like to be able to speak with her. And so we could understand each other. You know what I mean? I was asking some questions that uh, she couldn't, um, provide me answers with. So anyway, about the product she had in the store, um, so anyway, I, I just uh, can't fathom it because I, I couldn't open up a business when I was younger. Well, I, I mean, every, everybody's circumstances are different. If she's got the investment and she's got the capital to get going or if she could get a loan, that's that's Wouldn't all you it, need. Though, how can they get the capital when most of them, a uh, lot of them, are, are like it was on the show that they're coming here and they're, they're on um, uh, assistance, supposedly. Not everybody is. From the government. Not everybody is. And some of those stores have probably been, you know, handed down from family members or, you know, it used to be something else that the family was running in a different way and that business didn't close. So somebody else takes over the lease. I mean, there's a lot of no, ways no. that they can get into business. This was way up the front, way up the top, like a, go, going towards the end of it. And it's off the beaten path. So it's not an old business that was turned over. Well, you, I mean, I the, what I'm saying is like somebody else could own the building that they were related to and could, you know, they went in and opened up a business in it. There's, yeah, there's, it, there's lots of different ways it can happen. It ceases to amaze me. Okay. All right. Have a good day. You as well. Callers, okay. I got to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a few moments. Three. All right. And welcome back in 508-996-0500. We can also take a few app chat messages before we go. Um, Max in New Bedford says... As a concerned citizen of New Bedford, I would like to ask Gilly to stop his disruption. I try so hard to find one rational cause that he stands for and cannot for the life of me find one. I respectfully ask him to search himself and ask whether he does more harm than good with his protesting. The attention spent on dealing with him takes away from time that can be spent on real issues in the city. I mean, as I said, in this particular case for sure, um, Gilly was just sitting there with his sign. He didn't uh, He didn't call anything out. There were numerous people that did, but he was not one of them. Uh, there were numerous people that were arguing about having to leave the building after the executive session was, was in effect. And um, he wasn't one of them. He was trying to explain that uh, they don't have to do that in other meetings, but uh, he was not a disruptive factor in, in that meeting at all. And as he said when he called in, he hasn't been disrupting things this year the the issue is he and linda just don't get along his presence alone is considered an instigation by the counselors that's that's where there's there's a disconnect here um 
But a lot of people will look at what he does and say he's providing a service and being a watchdog for what goes on there. Now, you might not like his methods. You might not like the signs and sitting there holding up the signs or what have you. But a lot of people are glad to have him in there holding their feet to the fire because would we have gotten answers to some of the things we've gotten if not for him? So I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to give you the other side of that, um, Max in New Bedford. But uh, also, I understand your point, too, uh, especially when, you know, the conversation out of a meeting becomes more about Gilly than what actually was discussed in the meeting. That kind of defeats the purpose of having people follow along. You don't want people that are following along with what goes on with the city council just for the drama because then they're only going to want more drama in order to stay focused.